0: I did not have sexual relations with that woman.
1: Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast, everybody. I'm Julio Gallarotti. Happy March. I'm joined by Puxatani Francis. Oh, he did not see his shadow, which means springs a coming.
0: That's right. Is
1: that true? Is that what it is?
0: If they, the Do groundhog not does it? not see its shadow, then there, yeah, it's spring, spring comes more, more quickly. But the he did see his shadow this year, supposedly.
1: So apparently, there's another like one of him on Long Island who did not see a shadow, mm. according to New York One. Just I believe saying, in
0: Puxatani Phil. That's the OG
1: Puxatani Phil,
0: immortalized by. <laughs> bill murray's in well wonderful film groundhog day how many times have you seen that movie only once i've seen it probably seven times it's it's a very rewashable movie it's very which, good of course is the irony given how it's right you know, the theme of the it.
1: same day um have you seen the movie palm springs i have i liked it and that's kind of like similar to the groundhog day yeah. theme time warp i didn't want to like it
0: time loop excuse me um why didn't you want to like it because
1: there's something where I'm just kind of like, I want to dislike things Andy Samberg does. And he just repeatedly shows me that he's worth.
0: He's very talented. He's, he just Super does. He, he
1: works on great stuff, man. And like yeah, the does. Lonely Island stuff didn't age well. But at the time it was the shit. It was I, hilarious. I,
0: dude, I think if you go back and watch Jizz in My Pants. First of all, the music the music is really good. Very good. The music of they're talented musicians. Yeah,
1: definitely. He's very talented.
0: Yeah, they're really talented. And all those yeah, guys. I
1: like that movie. Uh, I we I recommend that at least. Palm Springs. I watched it on the plane. Mm-hmm. Two Palm Springs. Oh, Would
0: you look at that! Oh, fun is um, that?
1: so, dude. I have a funny update for you. My dad is just at it again, dude. Um, so I drove him to get his vaccine. Um, fun, which he qualifies for. Um, he got it, and then he. When I when I dropped him off, I dropped him off at the Javits Center. He goes, "Hey, can you go to Court Street Pastry and buy six cheesecakes?" (laughs) Court Street Pastry—it's not actually that far from here. You should check it out. Brooklyn Heights. Yeah, really. You know it?
0: Well, I know Court Street. So
1: yeah, so we've been getting pastries there my whole life, Um, and the the cheesecake is really fucking good. And anyway, people were giving me shit. They're like, "Oh, you're on a diet. Why are you eating fucking pastries?" I was like, "I'm not getting them for myself." I didn't need any.
0: What, did you take a picture or something? I took a video when I was in there the other day.
1: So anyway, so you know that the two vaccines, there's three weeks between them, right? Mm -hmm. So he gets the first vaccine. We get six cheesecakes. He comes back in a couple of days ago for his second vaccine. He goes, hey, when you drop me off, can you go get six cheesecakes?
0: Why is six his number?
1: I go, what the fuck happened to the other six cheesecakes? It's only been three (laughs) weeks. What are you doing? He goes, oh, I gave one to Zio Butch. I gave one to to joanne i'm like what is this cheesecake laundering (laughs) it's happening oh you're giving all the cheesecakes away huh yeah sure dude oh boy fucking guy loves cheesecake i mean they are good cheesecakes but zio butch is my uncle by the way zio is what an uncle is called in italian let me tell you something he goes by butch
0: i that's i love that zio zio is what uncle uncle zio Mm. butch it's my boy all right so here's the thing julio Mm. cheesecake to me is the most hit or miss dessert in the game
1: i agree this cheesecake's really good
0: okay i think
1: you it's just plain cheesecake nothing on it it's light as a feather it's really fucking good i think you'd like it
0: what's the one in times square that everyone likes that's so famous
1: i forget but i know what you're talking about okay. juniors or something? juniors yeah. yeah
0: do you think that that is good cheesecake
1: uh i don't know if i've ever had it but probably not it's probably too dense and too like sucks it's gross yeah dude I'm, I'm telling you sucks give give it give it a try give this cheesecake a try
0: all right i like a blueberry cheesecake that is homemade very dense with a crumbly graham crackery crust
1: okay that that isn't necessarily what you'll get here but i'm sure on my next six cheesecake run i'll tack one on top of it. i'll get you one.
0: yeah bring one bring one for the boys Pretty dude, much for the boys.
1: So my dude, my dad was bragging about how he didn't have any side effects. He goes, our family, he goes, the Golarades, we were we were built to farm with our hands. I'm like, dude, you're a professor. I was like, you, you make up house, you make up yard work for yourself. I've seen him rake one leaf. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah, and, and also it sounds like the side effect for him is yeah. wanting six cheesecakes <laughs> every time he gets a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a normal craving. It's not even a pregnancy craving. That is simply a Pfizer vaccine craving. Do you know For if he quote
1: got Joanne?
0: Did he get Pfizer? Yeah, Pfizer. I think Pfizer to me seems like the gold standard, even more than the Moderna.
1: Why do you say that?
0: Well moderna is the one that needs to be transported at sub-zero temperatures is that right i don't actually know maybe i have it
1: flip-flop let's see if chris can get on the horn here um i agree with you to me pfizer is the gold standard one mm-hmm. but then i'm like why do i am i just saying that because i recognize pfizer and i never heard moderna until mm. the vaccine talk I think
0: that's right i think if johnson and johnson had come out with the first vaccine i might have more belief in them uh, and oh, there's right. also something about a silent P that I just love. <laughs> Pfizer. You want to say it, p- <laughs> Pfizer, but you don't. Silent P takes a lot of to to pull off.
1: Dude, that's very funny. Hmm. Um, dude, <laughs> it's very good. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but after our soap and moisturizer conversation, lots, I switched your soap and moisturizer. I went upstairs before I left, and I switched them. <laughs> And I wasn't sure he did.
0: He did. you dirty <laughs> cunt Chris saw me do it. You dirty <laughs> mofoca. No, you, I didn't notice because after that conversation, I stopped using those all together.
1: <laughs> Chris said
0: that to me. I told
1: you. Chris said that
0: to me. There, um, those are out, Those are dead to me. Those <laughs> fucking vessels for cream and soap are dead <laughs> because I'm never going to get it right. You know what would have been even more diabolical <laughs> is if you had somehow emptied them into separate jars and then refilled the each the, with the wrong liquid. That's funny. So that the soap contained the lotion and the lotion contained the soap.
1: Have you ever seen the movie Amelie? I was, that is exactly
0: what I was thinking of, but it's such an esoteric reference that I thought there's no reason to bring this up. There's no chance that that he will have seen this movie and remember that scene. One of my favorite movies. She changes the foot cream with the the toothpaste Yeah. and the toothpaste with
1: the foot cream. Yes.
0: On that day where the, the, she just fucks the, day, the guy's day up completely. She's
1: getting revenge on him for being rude to the Moroccan fruit to guy.
0: Treating his, subserv- his, you know, his helper badly. Yeah. yeah. That's a
1: really good movie. If movie. you guys are into, if you don't speak French, I don't speak French. I know Francis does. If you're into foreign films, this is a really fucking good one. And yeah. I bet that on like a modern TV, it's so colorful. Mm-hmm. It would be a really soothing movie. When I was in high school, I used to watch it stoned. Mm. It's a great movie to watch high. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the movie that a lot of substitute teachers would play when your <laughs> French teacher was sick. But it's really good. It's a really good movie. And by the way, here's a, I, have a, I have an interesting um, thought, right. which I kind of have stumbled upon. Um, it's this. So, you know, people ask me for book recs a lot. From, from the pod because I, I recommend a lot of books on here. And one thing that I would recommend is there were a lot of books that I was assigned to read from high school through college, which I either spark noted or, you know, skimmed or just faked completely. <laughs> not Not a ton, but, you know, enough because I just had especially in college, I, I couldn't keep up. There was too much reading to do. Going back now and reading with no pressure of homework assignments or comprehension expectations at your leisure, books that were assigned is, is actually really nice. Interesting. And I'll throw a couple titles out for you. You know, The Great Gatsby, right? Reading that book as an adult... As opposed to as a high schooler who barely knows how to read and, you know, knows that you have a test coming up on it and is not having fun reading it whatsoever. That's a great book to read as an adult. Definitely. Um, That's there, also
1: another good movie to watch high. Robert Redford, Great Gatsby. Oh, the original one. Very not the good. Leonardo DiCaprio one. Not the new one. The It's a really good high watch.
0: Mm, interesting. Yeah. Um, some other ones, I don't know. I mean, there were, there were books in college that I, I don't think people would have been assigned normally, but, uh, they're, they're Lolita by Nabokov.
1: Another great movie to watch high. Good God. <laughs> is it really? It's a really, it's one of Stanley Kubrick's first movies. No, but it's to amazing. watch high? Yeah, it's great. It's a good movie to watch Interesting. high. Interesting. It'll fuck you up. You're like, how were they allowed to make this movie? Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> Nabokov's Lolita. There is, uh, fuck there. there I mean, there were so many... Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Some of these books, you know, when you, when you have the ability to actually take your time and read them uh, for, for yourself and for fun, first of all, for me, it felt like I was filling in holes in my life. I had a very marginal, slimmer vestige of guilt for having not read them fully for my education. You know, yeah, yeah, just a, yeah. a very tiny, tiny nagging thought of like, you know, I kind of faked my way right. through some of these courses, just like whatever. Not
1: remembering Holden Caulfield's deal, you're like, I should have paid attention. Yeah, when
0: you spark notes what's considered a classic
1: book, yeah,
0: you're kind of it sucks a little you're bit. You're robbing yourself a little, bit, a little bit. So to go back, you absolve yourself of that guilt, and I promise you, finishing one of those books that you spark noted or breezed through or just hated reading because you felt you had to uh now it f- feels rewarding i promise you that's what oh, i would say
1: that's good so dude uh and this is so sad that like these are all books you've read. I've watched movie i watched frankenstein i believe it's from 1933 Can oh you yeah check that's this? old Fra- black, black and, and white course. right yeah it's like right when like sound was introduced mm. i think 1927 i think was the first movie with sound right mm-hmm. the jazz singer um good. very it, it,
0: i wouldn't have known that i don't know why i agreed to that
1: <laughs> what year was frankenstein Chris? What? No, there's a maybe. Maybe now, I remember. I very there's a. It's alive. Yeah,
0: but there's also the one where they they like it's a silent film where they like write the text. It's alive in one um, of those black slides.
1: I think that like a Charlie one, Chaplin
0: almost type of movie.
1: I'm gonna check this out now because I'm curious. Um, Look
0: at us all. Nineteen thirty one. Okay.
1: Close. Um, that's okay. Um, but. That's actually a good movie. Like I watched it. And also the original Dracula with Bella Lugosi. The, some of these like old horror movies are actually really good. Hmm. And I you know, I'm not to keep saying it, very good movies to watch. Hi.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Here's the question, a little more uh modern times. I was thinking about this with some people the other day. Has there been a good comedy movie that has come out any time in the last three, five years? I'm talking of the caliber of An Old School, A Wedding Crashers, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Knocked Up, anything of that caliber.
1: Iconic comedies. I I don't know the answer. Quotable,
0: enduring comedy.
1: Here's the question that I have. Does some time need to pass in order for a movie to become quotable and memorable? Or like, for example, for an Anchorman or an old school, was that immediate? Those movies were immediate, like but immediate.
0: they may have been riding on the explosive success of Will Ferrell and I guess Vince Vaughn. I mean, those guys were so hot at that time.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I, I don't, for my money, I can't think, I mean, the last comedy I watched where I thought this is spectacularly funny was Booksmart. Oh,
1: I loved that. Which I thought I was loved really,
0: Booksmart. really funny. I loved it. But that, I saw that, I don't know, two, two or three years yeah. ago. So maybe that could be one.
1: Is, is Lady Bird a comedy?
0: I've never seen it. That's
1: a really good movie, too. But hmm. I don't know if you would put it in the, like, the comedy category. Got it. Whatever. Got um, any emails for us? We have some good emails. This one was a response to the naked parent conversation. Good, good. This movie. So, hey, guys, I've never seen my dad fully naked, but I have a memory of my mom changing in front of me when I was a kid. She was rocking a serious bush. I couldn't even see her vagina, to be honest. This impacted me because I've never felt insecure about having some hair down there before a hookup. When I was younger, guys seemed to only like it bald. But I equate bald vaginas to prepubescent girls. Like, why do you want me to look like a child? Now that I'm in my late 20s, more men seem to prefer some hair. Most guys don't care. What are your thoughts on hair on a woman Has it changed you've gotten o- as you've gotten older? Huh. That's a good question. Huh. Haven't thought about that. So I, I have found in sort of Passively surveying my friends, that what she's saying is true. The like bald vagina thing, you sort of like realize that it, a doesn't matter, but b that like the hair adds like an interesting, attractive dimension potentially, and you might like hair in varying degrees. Some people like the landing stripe. Some people like the like above the lip. There's hair, but below it, it's shaved. Like Some people- the Hitler mustache. <laughs> So th- that's probably you have could said do it Charlie like that. Japlin. You could do it like that too, I guess. <laughs> I've never even thought I've of that. I already
0: said his name once this podcast, <laughs> that would have been fine. And
1: that's a, that's not the landing strip, that's the helicopter landing pad. <laughs> 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 I personally have always sort of liked hair. Huh. Um okay. whatever, but I'm fine with it not with like shave wax whatever. The problem with the wax, vagina is it sort of starts to look like a like a chicken elbow. Like, you know when you get a vacuum-packed chicken and it's plucked? And it's kind of, like, squishy? Like, there's something about that image that I don't always like. So, to be honest, I sort of prefer a little hair to the vacuum-packed wing.
0: I don't think I have anything to add to this. I think you got it all. I think you did everything. You created a very visceral... Parallel, which sadly made sense and yet was also revolting. A chicken elbow.
1: <laughs> the vagina not to, don't don't get me wrong, the vagina is a beautiful thing that should be worshipped and appreciated. Mm. I'm just saying, you know, as far as the differing styles go. Right. Here's a question I have for you though. Like as far as do you have you ever come to know what a woman's preference is as far as a man's pubic hair goes?
0: Oh, um...
1: I feel like there's this old, there's this kind of like prevailing thought that if you groom it too much, then you're not being manly and that's unattractive.
0: I've oh, heard is that, that true? If
1: you're grooming too much, like if you're like, I don't know.
0: So you think you think just a trim is the right way to go?
1: In my opinion, I you know whatever. It's not like
0: well, it's funny that you mentioned that, Julio, because boy, <laughs> do I have the tool for you. <laughs> The Lawnmower 3.0 from <laughs> Manscaped. Boy, is this puppy purring. Is
1: that a flashlight?
0: It sure is. <laughs> you can see everything you're doing, whether you're, you know, rototilling a, a heavy underbrush or just... <laughs> I'll, stop the, I'll rototilling, stop the
1: purr. Rototilling.
0: <laughs> if you're clearing hedges or you're just... <laughs> keeping the putting green nice and smooth <laughs> this puppy's got you covered it really is the best uh grooming tool for men and women I, I can use it too i'm sure um this thing dude is is a revolution god do you remember when we first started shaving or trimming our pubic hair yeah the, the nicks and the gouges that you'd get from dude, I look, using nose hair clippers or whatever the hell.
1: Dude, I looked like remember when you were a kid and like you had an uncle who would cut himself shaving and he'd show up with pieces of tissue paper on his face. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's, my penis looked like when I first started trying to trim, That's disgusting. Dude.
0: <laughs> that is disgusting. It is nice
1: to have a nice tool that you know you can kind of use on your fucking, you know, all the spots and not have to like miss and have just a patchy situation i
0: completely agree this has revolutionized uh grooming for men it is absolutely the most advanced uh skin safe technology they no snags uh everything's gonna make you look nice and smooth um and now they have this great package actually which is something they sent me chris has it too the perfect package 3.0 comes with their crop preserver bald deodorant just in case you have a, a lady in your life who likes to really get a whiff of your uh, uh, undercarriage. Geez. And also the Crop Reviver Ball Toner. You know, um, I know this sounds like bowling ball equipment, but it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's The Crop Preserver, it's their anti-chafing ball deodorant, which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your balls Sticking to your leg. Oh God. Like you're a dog on a hot leather couch. Oh um the toner is also for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that can give your balls a boost. So um treat yourself for making it through quarantine with the perfect package 3.0 from Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code uh oops20 at manscaped.com. That's oops. 20 at manscaped.com.
1: So we're getting close to the apartment situation. We've essentially been approved, like for all intents and purposes. The formal approval hasn't come in yet, but.
0: Really quick, let me pause you. Yeah. When you say intents and purposes, yeah. how do you think that that's spelled?
1: For all intents and purposes, I N T E N T S. Okay. And purposes.
0: Good. That's right. Thank you. A lot of people, myself included, for many years, Think and thought that that was intensive purposes
1: oh interesting interesting chris was today years old one of those people
0: right (laughs) yeah a lot of people think that and that kind of makes sense in a weird way
1: yeah yeah. just one of those
0: things you would never question
1: totally yeah it it absolutely applies um yeah dude great love it um sorry keep going no it's okay so for all intents and purposes for all intents and purposes we've been improved and we're kind of just, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when type of thing. Got it. So we're moving into the 14th floor.
0: Wow, that's the 13th floor, right? Which,
1: that famous Mitch Hedberg joke, you know it? He goes, all those people on the 14th floor, you know what floor you're really on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I'm wondering, like, would you be weirded out by living on the 13th floor?
0: I honestly think it's one of the weirdest, dumbest things Superstitions. in the world. <laughs> Because why did that become such a universally enacted nod to superstition? There are so many other superstitions that nobody gives the time of day to, and yet, buildings, hotels, and structures have universally agreed. Not to tempt the devil <laughs> with a button in the elevator that says 13? Why? It's crazy. Why that one?
1: I know. It's crazy, man.
0: Because there are like, you know, why 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 not if, you know, you step on a crack, you break another's back. Why, why didn't we just all of a sudden stop making sidewalks with cracks?
1: I know. I know.
0: Why? Name your superstition. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Ladders. Don't walk under a ladder. Well, why didn't we develop ladders that are... Fit snug to the wall. <laughs> right, right. Uh broken mirrors. Like, why don't we make unbreakable mirrors? I know. Seven years of bad luck. I mean, why did the thirteenth floor thing become so omnipresent?
1: And it's funny too, because the thirteenth floor, there isn't even like, like you said, you break the mirror seven years bad luck. There isn't even necessarily a an outlined consequence. No for, and for a thirteen. It's a very abstract sort of superstition.
0: Are we certain? That buildings don't have thirteenth floors because of the superstition. Are we sure that that's why?
1: Chris is gonna have to get on this. Or
0: is that just an
1: urban legend? I always thought they used it as like a service, or that's where they kept stuff. No, because they literally just skip it. Thirteen is fourteen. Oh, oh. but is, yeah, the, is that 12, true in 14. every building? No, it's not true in every. It's
0: building. true in hotels. It's often. Tr- it's
1: true in many buildings, but I don't think it's universally true. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. And I think there's opportunity there for this like stupid superstitions. Friend of mine is this Lebanese guy. One of his friends migrated to Brazil and he's in Brazil and he's sitting on the beach and he looks up on this mountain and there's this beautiful house on the mountain. And he asks some guy, he's like, oh, that house is like great. Like what's the deal with it? He goes, oh, that house is haunted. There's ghosts. And the guy was like ghosts. And he just bought the house for like nothing, knocked it down, made a sick house. And now the ghost house is just his sick house that he got for a good deal. Wow. You know, there's a lesson there. It's like, don't be, don't be superstitious. Yeah, and also look for be.
0: real estate in very spiritual locales. <laughs> totally. Places where people are, are prone to believing in that sort of thing. Dude, uh,
1: absolutely.
0: What's your stance on superstition and the supernatural?
1: Uh, I'm not going to say that I don't believe in the supernatural. I just don't necessarily think that it's something that needs to be scary. <laughs> like, right. You don't necessarily need to be scared of it. I'm not going to say, I don't think... Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't care enough to think about it. As far as superstition goes, I don't think I'd, I would break a mirror. I'd try not to. If I did happen to break one, I don't think I'd be convinced I'd have seven years' bad luck. I try to avoid ladders.
0: Mm. Um, mm-hmm. walking
1: under. I actually try to actively avoid walking under ladders. I'll walk into the street.
0: My sister, <laughs> when we were younger, broke a mirror. And my mom told me about it. Because I, I, one day it was just hanging up in the mudroom, and then the next it was gone. And I said, Mom, what happened to that mirror? And she said, oh, Lyndon broke it. And I go, doesn't that mean seven years? And my mom cut me off. She goes, don't finish the sentence.
1: Wow. She was
0: like, we know. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear about wow. it. Wow. Unfortunately, she's out of the purgatory now. Oh, that's great. Seven years have passed.
1: The statute of limitations. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And it would be very interesting to look back on that period and see if there were any notable moments of bad luck. Was there an an increase in her bad luck during that time?
1: Well, dude, this is a very interesting conversation because it just proves that sometimes these kind of like ideological assumptions that people make can be dangerous because they're just counterproductive. Like, you could look back at those seven years, nothing bad happened, and you tell somebody who believes that, that, they'd be like, I don't care. Like, it's bad luck, no matter what. Totally. Which is why, like, when people talk about, their, like, domestic terrorism is the biggest threat that faces our country, whatever, like, these kind of, like, white supremacists type of, type of things that have been happening, you know, forever. Oklahoma City bombing, Unabomber, like, all these kind of guys. People, to me, that guy is still not as scary as the religious terrorist, because you can't negotiate with the religious terrorist, because his boss may or may not exist. Mm. The guy who he's receiving his orders from, according to him, isn't ala- isn't around. Right. You know, at right. least with the fucking white supremacist guy, there's a guy who's in charge. You can maybe come to some common ground with that guy. Right. When when ideologies are the things that kind of like run the show, it's impossible to completely to agree.
0: With them. Far easier to furnish someone with a suitcase full of a hundred thousand dollars in cash. <laughs> Than to somehow offer him paradise, right? And the otherworldly pleasures of like eternity in heaven. Exactly. You can't hand that to someone who's got fourteen hostages in a bank. All <laughs> exactly. you can hope for is that one of those hostages took your anti-terrorism hostage class. <laughs> And is going to rise up and somehow create an insurrection oh, against, against the guy. Wow. You have to Bravo. hope that they're part of that class.
1: <laughs> we got to take it, dude. I'm telling you. That is fucking good stuff. Yeah. Good discussion. Well, I, I don't know. Have, uh, God. Uh, Christmas. have some stuff about the elevators. Um Good. So apparently Otis Elevators is one of the most popular elevator makers and apparently estimated in 2002, estimated 85% of buildings skipped the 13th floor. Wow! Is there a reason
0: why? Do they say why? Superstition. It is superstition. And yeah. Wow. Very strong. That is beyond belief to me.
1: That's crazy. That is crazy. Because,
0: okay, here's another one, right? 666 six, six is supposed to be the number of the devil, the mark, mark of, of the, the devil, right? And you see that number appear. That number doesn't get skipped or omitted. Now, granted, it's a pretty high number, so it doesn't show up on buildings or whatever. But, there, there dude, there are plenty of addresses totally that are 666 whatever. Yeah. There are plenty, you know, 13 North Moore Street why are we? Why are we it's giving so addresses the thirteen instead of building doors?
1: I, it's or it's numbers? it's so stupid. It's really in this Wikipedia sense. article. It says Vancouver banned the practice of skipping four and eight and thirteen since it led to mistakes by first responders.
0: Wow! Oh wow! That that's, makes sense. That's crazy, dude. Makes sense,
1: guys. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Dude, a friend of mine plays this really funny prank on me. Um, I don't know what made me think of this, but he will just say, hey, dude, I'm here. And he lives in California. So like,
0: <laughs> there's no
1: way he's going to be there. He goes, come outside. I'm here. I'm like, no, you're not, dude. And like not too long ago, he did that and he was there. Whoa. And he didn't tell me he was on the East Coast. And he goes, dude, I'm here. And then I go outside, and he's just there.
0: Yeah, all it takes is one, and then you'll never know.
1: Exactly. So now I was in, I was in Palm Springs, and he goes, "Dude, I'm here," and I'm like, "Fuck!" And I actually go and check.
0: Just gonna be checking. My buddy
1: Andy, dude, very funny, very funny prank. Recommend you.
0: You do. You are a pranker. You're a prankster and a (laughs) pranky. Um, and that's something that I am not. Really, <laughs> but look at you switching my hand lotion and my <laughs> and my hand balm. I got you, dude. It's funny because after that bit we did on the podcast, so many people DM'd me pictures of the very same brand, the Aesop oh, yeah. hand lotion, hand soap that their you know significant other had set up, and very often they were right next to each other, and it was funny too because. We had it I had it from both sides. I had men sending me pictures being like they got me again. <laughs> and then I had women sending me pictures being like see how much better it looks. <laughs> and I also had I also had some people who had split them up and said like thank god we've fixed this. So, you know, <laughs> it is it is a, a wonderfully specific uh, grievance and yet one that has been driving me fucking crazy.
1: Dude, that's very funny. Well, yeah. if you're going to prank somebody Make sure you do it in a pair of your favorite bird dogs.
0: They are the best pants for being pranked in.
1: Good prankster gear. Good prankster prankster, uh, gear on both sides. Sure are. We love those bird dogs' pants. They're the most comfortable thing ever. I'm literally wearing them right now. He sure is. The nice silk lining inside just keeps it cool for all temperature. It's sort of like the equivalent of the seat air conditioner in a car. You know, when you hit the AC. Which, by the way, that's another good prank. If you're driving with somebody, Hillary does this to me, just hit the heaters on their. That's a good, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, it's funny until by the way, this is Your a dark turn in the middle of our ad read. Um <laughs> there was a girl that uh we knew in high school who she was paralyzed. Uh she had become paralyzed and she was in a wheelchair and one day oh, she no. got into a car and the seat heat was all the way up and she couldn't feel it obviously oh, no. and she and because for some reason it like overworked or was so powerful that it ended up giving her burns on oh her God. legs, and she sued the car company and won a huge settlement.
1: Jesus. Well, listen, man, if she was wearing bird dog pants, that wouldn't have happened it's because possible. the silk lining would have absorbed the heat. Yeah, just saying. You know, this hindsight's twenty twenty.
0: Last, last bird dogs breed we ever knew. <laughs> no, but they are the best pants for uh, for everything. You know, whether you're you're in a hostage situation or riding an elevator to the fourteenth floor. Uh, we love our bird dogs pants. If you use promo code OOPS right now on your first order, you'll get a pair of nunchucks, which are (laughs) terrific for fighting off all those ghosts and goblins you might encounter. Uh, Go to birddogs.com, promo code OOPS, and you'll get those nunchucks. Do it today.
1: Okay. So, dude, I want to give a little challenge to our listeners. Good. Um, If you're feeling anxiety and you have sort of tasks that you need to get done, whatever, and you just haven't been doing it, my challenge to you this week is to just do it. Just do the task. Like if you just do stuff, the stuff that you've been planning to do. Oh, I need to make a dentist appointment. Oh, I need to change the thing. Oh, I need to buy a nail clipper. Oh, I need to whatever the fuck it is it is you need to do. If you just go and do all those things, you're gonna have a way better week.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call you on something here.
1: Okay. Sure.
0: Do you think that that advice? And I'm I'm genuinely asking. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that advice is helpful?
1: To me, yeah. I mean, I'm literally saying this because. I've been on top of my like little tasks in the past couple weeks and it's made me feel so much better. Were
0: you able to be more productive about your little tasks because you had what you just said in mind?
1: Uh, the specific things that I you just said. Listed?
0: I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go do it today.
1: Uh yeah, it was kind of one of those things where like my calendar just looked dense, but like with a bunch, like some things were important, some things weren't that important. But at the end of the day, when I actually just did the things, they didn't take that long. Like these, I, I kind of create this illusion in my brain that whatever I have to do is gonna be so hard to do. And it just never is. It's never, nothing is ever like as hard as it seems like it's gonna be when you actually do it. Maybe not, maybe there's exceptions to that, I'm sure. But
0: okay. So here's the thing if the, and, and, and I'm gonna sound like an asshole here and I apologize. But, but that advice would not work for me.
1: Uh, why? It's too vague.
0: Go do it. Go do the thing. I, to me, that's like, do you ever read, you know, sort of, I don't want to say self-help books, no. but sort of like the, the ego is no. the something no. or whatever those I people. I don't even know what they're fucking called. All the ones that people read the big ones the obstacles the way
1: yeah but you, i but you, I, did, you read, I you read those have no, you read any of those i have not but i but dude I, what i'll say to what you just said to me is that i i felt like i outlined fairly specific you did. examples you,
0: you did you did you did but it wasn't until you said my calendar was too full and i started actually diving in and chipping away that i felt a lot better that was concrete advice got it got it but and i'm not okay so i'm not equating you to it's this, okay i'm
1: not i don't feel defensive but those guys right like
0: that. tony robbins mm-hmm. and those guys who stand in front of massive massive congregations whether it's a religious service uh, uh or yeah or just Dump like a motivational of all speakers yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah whatever it is none of that advice ever sticks with me it doesn't hold interesting i if i needed life advice I would, the only way I could actually get it would be to hire somebody who could then look through my day, look through my affairs, and then specifically outline what I had to do to to feel better.
1: Right. Right. Here's enough, here's what I mean. No, I get what you mean. I'm saying like, you you don't feel like sort of these vague statements about you know, going for it and not being afraid, not caring what other people think. Correct. Like that kind of Coach stuff is like. Coach speak. Yes.
0: Coach speak. Right. We played sports our whole lives. Yours was tennis. Mine tended to be more like a little bit more meatheady. You know, <laughs> lacrosse. Right. Soccer coaches. I mean, the soccer coaches I had tended to be meathead soccer coaches. But the, thinking back on the like lessons that they provided us, none of it all just washed over me yeah you know you either got excited and tried to hurt people or you didn't (laughs) and if you did you won sometimes if you didn't you lost but but nothing they said there were no lessons that stuck with me through life
1: but like but but you don't like there's definitely principles of sports that are applicable to life as far as like trust the process i think that's a good overarching one what does that mean it means that for example you know you're in the gym every day right busting your ass and you're not seeing results right away but you know that this is part of a greater plan to get yourself in better shape to whatever and it could be the same thing for comedy you know what i mean like trust the process right every day for a few hours you might not think of anything funny that day but if you do it over time it'll add up to you being funnier or whatever Like. That sort of thing.
0: Okay. That's fair. But again, I would need you to extrapolate as you did in order to have a fucking clue totally. what you meant by totally, that. Totally, totally, totally. And when you hear all of these just broad, you know, totally simple sayings that, you know, you might see written on a little piece of paper above a whiteboard in a seventh grade classroom uh carpe diem yeah like unknown quotes that have no that aren't even attributed to a certain speaker (laughs) um whatever it is i become numb to them Mm -hmm. i become numb to trust the process Mm -hmm. i hear that and it bounces off me i have no idea how to let that actually sink in and to process it right um until you said what you did
1: so it resonates with me and maybe it's because like i had to do that sort of like like be like what does this really mean type of thing i like that one um but i agree and i think there's also i agree especially in the fact that the culture is so off-putting that it makes me less likely to be involved like i had friends who tried to like recruit me for landmark you remember that thing? Do you ever hear of that? Sounds like a cult. It's sort of it's sort of like a it's like a self-help thing. I don't I don't know if it's like a pyramid scheme or whatever it is. But um you know and, I
0: have heard of that. And yeah. it's
1: this sort of thing where you go and it makes you feel better about yourself, whatever. But like there's something about lost people being able to get recruited for that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm a lost person. No. To be honest, I, I'm knock on wood for I'm pretty happy. I like what I like and I'm fine with that. I don't need people. I don't need validation. Like, I don't feel like a person who needs that stuff. Right. However, there's definitely, like I said, I will trust the process. I guess the one we're going to talk about. But like little, little like knickknack quotes like that aren't necessarily lost on me. Like they can be useful sometimes. Interesting. Or little just like motivational shit. I don't know. All
0: right. So it's, it's, it's a very interesting point because I understand that when people are trying to offer advice that resonates with the broadest group of people, they have to keep the advice broad, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas when you actually want to make a dramatic change in someone's life, it's much more helpful to get in there, get your hands on the problem, sense how they're living, and then prescribe a new day for them totally and unfortunately you can only help one person at a time like that
1: true however once you can kind of make say we we get into your day or whatever whoever's day and we're like change this this and this by changing that for one day that's not going to do anything you have to change it over a period of time like habitually change up your thing which then is how a trust the process quote would apply yes yes do this every day you know, eat smaller portions. Exercise in the morning. Whatever the fuck it is that you need to do, go for a walk in the morning without your phone, mm-hmm. and those things will hopefully aggregate over time. Yes,
0: you're you're right, and we have offered a lot of concrete points over the course of this podcast, which I think if people were to take them in some, would move mountains. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, things as simple as uh making having the right breakfast, having the right meals the exercise thing, going to bed early and staying off your phone. I think like to me, those are the, let's call them the pillars of
1: oops. Those are great. Yeah, those are, those are like, absolutely. Those are helpful things that we've definitely offered to people. Go ahead, sorry.
0: No, that's it. it, it, You know, I had a guy who messaged me a month ago and he was pretty down. I think I brought him up uh, and he has since lost like, 16 pounds, Great. feeling a lot better. He hit me up again with a progress report. And the first time, you know, I, I responded to him and he was like, You've, you seem to have a pretty strict routine. Can you kind of offer me some tips? And I don't, he just kind of caught me at the right moment where I ended up sending him like 15 to 20 messages. Like just, just nail like I was a relentless like, annoying what, texter. He, right. he didn't bargain for it. I was just vomiting ideas at him. <laughs> and I don't know if he ended up following all of those, but I was so happy to hear that he was had made so much progress and I was proud
1: of this guy. Absolutely. And, and it's nice that you could be helpful. Yeah.
0: But I don't know if there's a way to write out like a very specific list for everyone. I don't know how
1: so that's the other thing, though, man. Sometimes change, big change is simple and it's just about sort of repetition that makes it so. Yeah. Going to bed early, that's a simple thing. Eating less, that's a simple thing. It's like, it's not rocket science. Like, I know that's sort of like a cliche term when people talk about weight loss or whatever. A lot of the time it's simple and it's just about like being able to do this, the necessary steps. Yeah. You know, which, all right. So, not to interrupt this combo, but this, we got a funny email that is based off of what you were just saying good uh, to a degree about bring breakfast it. bring it on hey love the podcast can francis please give step by step with a full ingredient list of his overnight oats, overnight rep- oats. recipe <laughs> i tried to listen to this i tried to make some the other day off an internet recipe and honest to god i've swallowed loads that tasted better <laughs> 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 oh <my God. laughs>
0: Okay, yes, I will happily deliver the overnight oats recipe as quickly as possible for up. those of people who don't give a shit. Um, you take your oats, rolled oats, just get a bunch of those, right? Um, I take a sort of a big, let's call it a big mason jar, or if you want to put it in a bowl, whatever, it doesn't matter. Fill it halfway up with the oats. And then I fill it about, let's say, so now we're at 50%. I then fill up to about 85% with oat milk. Then I put in um, unsalted almond butter, and I mix that up as best as I can with the oats. It takes a little bit, but you got to really stir it. Then I put in, I don't know, a couple squirts of agave to sweeten it. Um. And then I put in a bunch of cinnamon, and... I think that's it. I close the lid or cover it and I let it sit in the refrigerator overnight. The next mor- morning, I will portion out, or if you have the discipline to actually eat from the bowl, you can. I'll portion out my breakfast, you know, whether it's like a cup of it or something, but I will dice a banana over the top and you can throw some blueberries on there too. And that's your breakfast. And it's really dense and yet it's a nice complex carbohydrate. It's easy for your body to break down. Uh, it doesn't make you tired. It makes you feel full enough until lunch, but you're also hungry by lunch. Um, and that's the breakfast. It's super okay. simple. And you just make like, I, I, each time I make it, I make three to four days worth so that I don't have to make it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my overnight. Oh, you can You can mess with the amount of agave you put in depending on how sweet you want it. Same is true of the almond butter
1: so i've been hitting overnight oats for the past couple of months too and i know chris likes them too partially from your recommendation also it was like my nutritionist recommended it as well Mm. i so what i do though i only make individual portions because i'll eat too much if i make five days worth
0: interesting
1: because i don't have the i don't have the discipline because i love them so much that i'll just keep crushing really so i'll make one and i put it in a little mug and I do something similar. I I was using regular rolled oats. Now I've been using steel cut oats, which I've been, those
0: are actually better for you. I've been enjoying it. Steel coats I don't like them that much. So that's they're why I recommended good, right? it. But yeah. those are definitely healthier for you.
1: So and, and then I have some similar you know recipe to what you you've been doing. But um, you know it's it's definitely really delicious.
0: You know you. May, oh, it's funny. I, I don't I don't feel the need to keep eating overnight oats. Like I, I don't think they're that delicious.
1: I really, I really enjoy them. It's, dude, and it, it's so nice to like go to bed not feeling all oh, fucking full and gross, and like wake up empty stomach, ready to crush them overnight oats. Yeah, it's a nice routine.
0: Yeah. Um, well, we talk about you know lifestyle and and vibe and all that, uh, all of this, and and we've we mentioned our our brand new partners that we love so much. Don't half ass anything. <laughs> these are these guys are the best they've got a great blog great merch they're such
1: positive guys
0: super positive honestly just just... latch on to the way that they're living follow what they're doing and i you'll find similar similar advice and similar changes and and viewpoints from from what we've espoused over the last 15 minutes or so um they've got a great instagram page don't half-ass anything (laughs) um they've got some fun novelty items including a (laughs) We'll have it.
1: Including it's just an ass. It's an ass. (laughs) And it's like a shot glass. You drink from the
0: ass. And somehow that fits in with don't half ass
1: anything. Which is funny because when we're originally saying it, we're like, you know, these guys don't half ass anything. They're active. They're positive. Like it's such a like hard right turn that there is is an ass that you drink out of yeah but they also <laughs> they
0: don't take themselves too seriously totally. and i think that that's you know in keeping with the the vibe of the brand um, absolutely they, they're adventurers they like to rock climb they mountaineer they uh they're just super cool dudes um absolutely. and they've got a great social page don't half-ass anything their instagram their blog don't half-ass check them out we really like these guys and i think you will too
1: okay so we got we got an email here um i think this is a person who can use our help Mm. so it's nice to be you know helpful useful whatever all right so this is called girlfriends still hang out with my ex Huh. okay so my ex and i broke up about a year and a half ago and we were together for three years before we even dated we had the same group of friends and my friends always got along with him well since we've broken up
0: i always get confused just make it easier is this email from a woman or a man
1: this is from a woman
0: so she's talking about her male ex correct okay he started started over for my sake i'm stupid
1: uh no worries um okay so my ex and i broke up about a year and a half ago and we were together for three years before we even dated you're had-
0: not gonna believe this i've already forgotten <laughs> <laughs> i've already forgotten if this is a woman or a man it's oh it's God. a woman writing the email about, about her, her male ex-boyfriend. ex-boyfriend correct so this is going towards a place of her girlfriends still hanging out with the guy Correct. Okay, now right. I've got the whole picture. It's so, I don't know why that's so confusing. I needed help. It's All right, okay. here we go. Right, you don't have to start over. Pick it up.
1: Okay, before we even dated, we had the same group of friends, and my friends always got along with him well. Since we have broken up, my group of friends have, seen, have been on several ski trips together and have excluded to invite me because he was going. Uh-huh. In Ouch. their defense, I worked tax season, and they just assumed I wouldn't be able to go. However, last weekend, they invited me on a girl's ski trip. I wanted to go, but I had to work. Well, the weekend rolls around and I see Snapchat of the, quote, girl's trip with six of my friends, one of their boyfriends and my ex. No one told me he was going. Am I crazy for being upset about
0: this? Yeah, it sounds like he's uh, piping at least five of those friends. <laughs> um, Gosh, you know,
1: this is a good topic in general. The idea of sort of like, you know, you I don't necessarily think it's some capital sin to date within the friend group. Like, who fucking cares? People love each other. Let them try. It doesn't need to mean that the group falls apart afterward. Correct. You know, when people are like, oh, they started dating. Ah." I think you need to get over that. But, you know, when things are over, I think that it's important to kind of set boundaries and expectations um, with at least being like, guys, I'm still a little uncomfortable about this. Can you, like, let me know when he's going to be there type of thing?
0: Right. She could say something to her friends. I guess the question is, was she better friends with these girls than he was it, it sounds wasn't, like it right was it clear to you that that friend group came from her origins rather than his origins
1: it it feels I, I it's funny i thought that same thing and i think that there was some kind of implication that she it's like the girls so therefore okay. it's like they're closer right that's what i assumed interesting well problem, i mean you know. the
0: first problem is like uh what does it, what does it mean to work tax season? She's, She's an, accountant. an accountant. That's what that means. I
1: guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well that's ski season, you know, <laughs> that's, that's the ski season. That's tough. So maybe plan a beach trip if, and hope that he works um, for a bathing suit company. So, I don't, so <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's,
1: it's important to note that, you know, if you guys are both friends with the group, you need to figure out some way to come to terms with the fact that he's going to be around. Now, no one's saying you have to be fine with chilling with him all the time. That might be too hard for you at the moment. But I think that the eventual goal should be for everybody to be able to to hang out again. You owe your friend group that. Yeah. Potentially. Have you ever seen that work, though? I have. Really? Yeah. it's, it's, It's happened to me. It's- It's really grueling to get there, though.
0: Brutal. It's grueling to get there. It's brutal for everybody,
1: but it's worth it's worth a try,
0: dude. I watched this couple where it was a summer and they had been dating for two years and her friends and his friends were all hanging out. There were multiple people from each group like hooking up, whatever it was, and they broke up, but they they had been by far the most serious bridge between the two groups. They had dated officially for two years everyone else was kind of just goofing around and they broke up and she didn't see it coming and it was really sad you know he was nice about it but the, but it was sad and difficult cuz they didn't have anything necessarily wrong there just wasn't enough right and that can be a hard thing to understand um and we every time the groups would come together right she would just be not present and very uh, focused on where he was who he was talking to she would get sad she would start crying mm. he would feel bad he Stuff. would have to try to help and then so often so often she would come up to him or he would come up to her and say hey can I talk to you for a sec oh, God. and they would have go off and have these one on one conferences it's straight out of, uh, it's rough, man. of of the show Summer House of of like a Bravo oh, right. TV show. Is there anything worse than when you're with a group of people and nobody cares about anything other than having fun? And then someone comes up to someone else and says, "Hey, can I talk to you oh, for a second?"
1: The only thing worse is being cut out of season three of Summer House. Did that happen? Yes, I was cut out. You were supposed to be on the show. I was on an episode. I went over to play tennis with oh, Anna.
0: Oh 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 oh! That's I thought you meant like worse. a full on cast member. No, 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 no. Yeah, I made is a cameo and
1: they didn't value my cameo at all. And it bothers me a bit. but you know, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, have you been watching this new season? No. How is it? I wasn't watching it. I didn't even, I, I, you know, I forgot
1: that it was happening. Cause I guess COVID, I guess they still did it.
0: They did it in the quarantine. And yeah. it, uh, let us allow us to just really quickly mention it. Cause, um, we've had Carl Radke on the show. We've had Hannah Burner on the show. Uh, I love Paige DeSorbo a lot and I, I like all those people they're all fun people um the show is preposterous it's <laughs> preposterous and uh you know the, this most recent season i wasn't planning on watching it but two of my guy friends love it and good. they said they reached out to me and they were like man you got to see this have you been keeping up with summer house and i was like it's no it's crazy and dude ha- poor, poor hannah oh, no. has been kind of the the most volatile person on the show. Oh, no. She's had the biggest blow up so Hannah. far. Come on, Hannah. Well, it was kind of deserved. I mean, she, oh. she, she was or warranted. She was mad that that guy, Luke Goldbranson or whatever, was uh, sort of stringing her along. Ah. But this is, the, this is the thing that stood out to me, is that the frequency with which people on this show say to one another, Hey, can I talk to you for a sec?
1: Right. And we've we've talked about this a bit, but it's incredible how when you're given that sort of world to live in, you effectively kind of like play ball. You, in, you lean into like yes, you have the drama to. and you you're have almost to. looking forward to drama because it makes for better TV. And you know that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You better buy in. And I don't think
1: it's fake. I think there's this thing where it just like turns your brain in a way where like you communicate openly now like right. all these things which is it's really an interesting thing. But I
0: think I think and this was something I learned at Barstool too because at Barstool, you know, there was a some element of that reality TV show shit where a lot of the feuds were elevated and 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 you know, had out in front mm-hmm. of cameras or on radio shows. And in the moment, it was real. You were angry and right. you hated the person. But the pace of the narratives at barstool and the stories move so fast that by the next day focus had shifted to something else and you kind of just forgot about the the fight that you'd had crazy so grudges weren't harbored for that long
1: and that's a product of open communication too you you move on from things
0: yeah i think that's very true
1: crazy man (sighs) oh Oops! The take, fucking us out, podcast, baby. take us out uh we love you guys thank you for listening supporting us uh shoot us an email shoot us a message we love to hear from you we love to talk for uh we love to talk to you i'm at Nahulio, julio he's at francis CCLS. ellis follow our instagram at oops the podcast email us oops the podcast at gmail.com watch the youtube channel subscribe all that stuff uh thank you and we'll talk to you soon